Hi everyone, welcome back to the You Matter podcast. I'm Ellie and before we get going with the episode, I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank all of you on behalf of You for your support thus far. This past year has been a great motivation for us and we hope to give you more beneficial content in the future. Inshallah, you'll continue on this journey of discovery together with us. And for those of you who've not heard of Yum, Yum is a community built for young Muslims all around the world to connect, grow and be inspired to be better Muslims and a better version of yourself. We are a safe space that has no judgments regardless of your background or practices. So tune in and always remember, you matter. Today, I am honoured to have a guest with me on this episode, and a lot of you may actually know him or bump into him at some bazaars, as he is the owner of The Leaf Co. So let's give a warm welcome to Firman. So hi, Firman. Uh, would you want to introduce a little bit more about yourself? Hi, everyone. Assalamualaikum, everyone. I'm Firman. I'm 20 this year. Uh, yeah, I'm 20 this year as of 2021. So uh, let me just... Uh, give a brief explanation of my business, The Leaf Co. So as many of you know that uh, I, I I used to operate uh, bazaars uh, before COVID, uh, selling pastas, selling burgers, uh, sliders, and so on. Lah. So basically, like how they all started is back in 2019, where me and my bunch of friends, uh, they are my secondary school friends, lah. So basically, we're just jokingly around, uh, like asking, like, uh, you know, okay, Firman, you know, it wouldn't be a good, wouldn't it be a good idea to like, you know, uh, like, like do a cooking contest or so whatsoever. So we did lah among us, and then uh, eventually it turns out, uh, great, you know, we had the board, then we like plan further, and then it happened to be a bazaar. So I get them on board. Uh, basically they cook. They cook together with me uh, for my first bazaar. And then it turns out great. Our lemak chilipadi was going strong. Uh, it was the best seller at that point of time. Lah. So, like, uh, many of my friends even asked me, like, why is it called the Lifco? It's like, it's because that I want to bring back the memories of Daun Pisang, which is the banana leaf. So, basically, in every serving that I give to my uh, customers, it's actually served with uh, banana leaves. And also, why banana leaves and like not any other ordinary leaves is that back then, those days, like our parents, or maybe our grandparents' times, they actually eat, uh, they ate their, like, their food on banana leaves, you know, because back then, not everyone has a, has a um, luxury of having a plate. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, like, I would want to bring back those memories back now. And then, like, to prove a point to the senior citizens to show that, you know, Actually, the current generation now still, you know, um, appreciates lah the appreciate the um, appreciate like you know we are actually bringing back those times again and that to show that we are not uh, we have not forgotten about the past. So yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Even I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's no, no. cool. Uh, not many people know. I mean, like up to today's date, uh, I think that maybe the uh, if you go to Teka Market, if you buy their biryani or you buy their mixed rice, they still serve you in banana leaves, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, um, 
So what's the method that we'll be discussing about today? So today we'll be discussing about helping out minority communities, especially during circuit breaker. So to my knowledge, you went around last year during circuit breaker um, getting um, donations and trying to feed our dormitory workers here in Singapore. So what has been a motivation of yours? Uh, okay, so how you all started is that uh, right after the government announced like the, uh, there's no way that we can operate bazaars anymore, it's actually like a, it took quite a big hit on me lah because uh, at the point of time, I was still studying and also at the same time uh, running the business. I mean like in every youth, they, every Singaporean, they would want money no matter what, you know. So I was kind of sad, you know, that I couldn't operate my bazaar because, you know, there's no income. Yeah. So I don't really take it too hard. I was sad at the moment. Lah, but at the end of the day, I think back like, you know, it's maybe uh, it's time to take a break for a while. Lah. Maybe I've been like, you know, working my, 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 my way out, my ass off. So it's maybe time to take a break. So I was looking for opportunities to, you know, start back selling food and stuff. I did like uh, home base, I cook and deliver. But already I think that, you know, it's actually a, a tiring, tiring thing to do. Lah because we have shortage of manpowers and also the space given. You know, maybe we, we need to cook at each other's house. It's actually not convenient for our family. Lah. So I had the initiative to market my company to be one of the um food provider for the dormitories so i went into catering after that um so i had like few companies engaging me to you know cook for them like uh indian food bangladeshi food and then to serve to their workers so it happened for a good about a month and a half until then the government like stopped us to do so because like they want to provide it on their own like they want to they have their own caterers lah so as this goes by, after that incident, um, I was having a lot of feedbacks from the company that I used to work with. They said that um, they even like share pictures. I mean, the pictures are also like circulated online to show that how bad was the food, you know, given to the workers. They are actually, some of the rice are like very hard. The, I mean, like as a human being, you would want to feel like good for yourself and also for others. Lah. So what I did was I I gathered a few of my friends, uh, shout out to Ashraf Amin, like um, having him on board was a blessing in disguise because he was one of the um, influencers, right, I would say. So he actually like helped me out throughout the whole project to gather some friends to help. We also get some funds to, you know, uh, provide these foreign workers with daily foods. So what we did was actually uh, we provide them dinner every day and also fruits every day. Yeah, so like what is given in a dinner is like your rice and there'll be some um, curry. There'll be at least like one meat and one vegetables. And these are like given to two locations in Singapore. We did one in Kranji and then the other one in Jurong West. It's actually a dormitory lah. Uh, when... When it happened, it was quite sad to see, you know, like those foreign workers that took the food from us, uh, they will say like, uh, you know, they, they will just say like, 
abang you know i very sad lah abang you know they have not been able to work outside they've been quarantined and even their employers paying them just a basic pay which is i think if i'm not wrong about couple of hundred dollars and then like for me i think back you know if i were to be in that shoes surviving with at least 500 in singapore it's actually very hard lah i would say it's close to impossible when they are also you know they have to send back money to their family members so it's actually i it's actually like a wake up call to me lah i feel like you know I've been so comfortable in my life before this. And what if it happened to me one day? How would I react? So, um, it really like, how, how do I say it? It's like, it really touches me like to the bottom of my heart. Lah. At that point of time also, I was having a rough time with my life also because I didn't have uh, like any bazaar to operate. And I told myself that it's okay lah. It's okay, Firman. You know, this is going to be a short period of time. You won't live like this forever unless you do something about it. So I went to do something about it and, you know, try to make myself calm and, you know. So one of it is which is to help others. So up till, I mean, as, since young, my parents taught me lah. Taught me like, you know, if let's say someone comes to you and asks for help, would you offer the help to that person so it depends on what kind of help uh, like they ask for but to me that as long as it's within my capabilities I would definitely help them. so by helping like these foreign workers it actually like uh, widens up my mind and my heart to feel how they are feeling you know before this we just see like we just like uh see news on like watch like listen to news like on tv you know like over tea and stuff but experiencing on hand like physically it just gives like a different kind of level uh. it i mean like it's so hard to explain but if you happen to see it like if you're like see it physically you should know like it's actually really reset lah uh. yeah so um it have we did the police project for about three months, not just uh, food and fruits that we gave. So basically, uh, Ashraf actually collate, um, like use clothing, uh, use sarongs for solat and some praying mats and also some Quran. Yeah, we had lots of donors, you know, uh, actually gave it over to us and then we gave it to them. And then, um, we receive videos and pictures of them, um, like receiving them, you know. And one thing that actually touched my heart is that uh, by the pictures that they gave us, by looking at the living conditions that they have, it's actually very, very sad to see, you know, that some of them are like left with like a, like a plywood, you know, just a plank of wood and that's it. Like, you know, you're just going to sleep there. There's no mattress and so on. So what these guys do is actually that like those extra sarongs and stuff, right? They actually fold it to make like a pillow for them, for themselves. So it's kind of sad, you know, to see like our foreign workers have to go through this lah. Yeah. So that's about it lah, about my sharing on this uh, foreign workers. Oh, cool. So um, what's one thing that 
Singaporeans should know about minority communities or dormitory workers in that sense? Okay, uh, I feel that um, what Singaporeans should know is that they are not like us. They don't have privileges like us. Like, you know, what you can do is that if you see one on the road, by just by saying hi, have a nice day, it would definitely like mean a lot to them. Lah. I mean, like, I do know that some people disguise them, you know, as they seem very scary, like they will just look at you in a certain way. But if you take it positively, like, you know, if they look at you and then you will just say, you know, like, you can just like say hello. I mean, like, always have positive mindset lah. Don't always think that, you know, when someone is looking at you, they, are, they have, like, bad intentions on you or whatsoever. I always have, like, good intentions on someone, you know. So, I mean, like, what's lacking in us is that I feel like kindness. Uh. Like, kindness. Like, we can be kind to our close ones, but not to everyone. Yeah. So, I would say, just be kind to one another. Uh. Like, Except for who they are, and um, yeah, just accept for who they are, and just be nice to one another, yeah. Okay, yeah, I definitely agree. We obviously, um, Singaporeans tend to single them out, um, and then we had that whole situation with the ones where we're trying to get dormitory workers, um a better way of transportation because, I mean, they are human too, right? So if we can be comfortable in our cars and stuff, how come we can't do the same for them? So, um, yeah, definitely to be more inclusive as much as um, we try to be inclusive every day, not everybody does it. Um, so, yeah, next time if you see like any of our dormitory workers outside or any of our minority communities, just give them a smile and hopefully, inshallah, it can bring a, you know, it can make them feel um, worthy and make them feel appreciated here in Singapore, especially since they're so far away from their family members. So, uh, what are some things other than uh, providing food um, or like just simply smiling at them? What are some other things you think we can do to help these communities in Singapore? Okay, so like what are the things that you can do is that um, maybe you can uh, engage them in like doing activities together because uh, in my neighborhood, I do have a few uh, foreign workers, you know, they tend to be interested to look, you know, by looking like some of my neighbors, they play badminton, you know, then they just like stare and then they... I think that you know they would want to join, but they don't have they don't they feel like they don't have the power to ask. They feel like um like you know uh, I'm a foreign worker. I shouldn't like get involved and stuff. But uh I told them you know there's nothing to be afraid of. You can just go and ask and try you know to get involved lah. And also one more thing that uh I've seen and observed past years is that our Muslim community really accept like and appreciate our foreign workers, especially these uh, Muslim uh, uh, Bangladeshi workers lah. Because without a fail, every Ramadan, they are there to, you know, to keep the mosque clean, to cook porridge for us every day. Almost not just one mosque lah. I mean like 
every other mosque you see in Singapore, they are actually doing the same uh, to provide, like at least you, know, you can do something for the, I mean like, the, so that the foreign workers can do something um, for us. Lah. And I feel like it's a good way to um, help them. Basically, it's just not to strengthen the bond, but also in a way, inshallah, it will help to, you know, um, make like make them like get closer to God and stuff, you know, make them like feel like they are welcome in Singapore, welcome by the Muslim communities in Singapore. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so lastly, I wanted to ask you, um, what's a value you've learned from the Prophet and how have you incorporated that in your life? Uh, this is a nice one. Okay, so basically, one of the most uh, value that I learn and I practice it every day is definitely patience. Lah. Um, as most of my friends know that no matter how angry I am, no matter how sad I am, I'm always the cheeky guy, you know? To just close one eye and just let it go, let it go lah. No matter like if anyone like like make me angry or I feel like they have done something wrong towards me, I always like have the feeling to just you know it's okay. I will forgive you and I will just continue with my life. Like some people ask me like how like it's so easy to forgive someone, and I feel like if let's say you still have you know grudges against that person, you won't excel in life ah. because that same person will still like you know um, will like still try to provoke you in a way I would say yeah or maybe you guys stop talking but you know that you you know that you know this guy have done something and then like it will come across your thoughts every single day like it will get like kind of annoying lah. so like what I usually do is that I always forgive like anyone like if they like make me angry, they hurt me in any way, you know, I always like forgive them and I'll just move on with life because uh, by doing that, it actually make you a, make you a stronger person um, and also it increase your maturity lah. Like, you know, you can handle such thing, uh, such situations, you know, uh, better and not doing it by force or like anger. So, I mean, I've, I, I, I've been on, okay, so basically, like, one good uh, example would be uh, when COVID hits lah. When COVID hits Singapore and then there's no bazaar, I was pretty sad lah. It, it was my biggest downfall, I would say. I, and then it taught me something like, uh, like before that, I was at my peak, I was enjoying with life, my friends, and then thanks to COVID, right, it actually like made me realize uh, like whatever we have on earth is just temporary lah. Basically, if you remember God, he will remember you. But if you neglect him, he will neglect you. So I accept those downfall that I had in the past. Um, and also like I was being patient about it lah because you know, I'm a type of a person that I don't really share my problems with anyone except for my mom. And my mom has been there for me since day one. So she gave me like, like model support. You know, like basically like, 
like every other moms in Singapore, you know, where they every morning, right, without fail, they will just send you the good morning text. You know, those Islamic good morning texts. They will, they will like explain to you like how you know like patients are and so on lah. So I'm glad to have her around because um she teach me a lot lah on this and then it's actually like. I feel like it's really practical, you know. Whatever she says, she's true lah. I mean, like, if you are patient enough, he will reward you something bigger and better. Which, Alhamdulillah, I'm happy. Like, I I got what I want and, like, I'm living comfortably, Alhamdulillah, as of today lah. Yeah. Oh, okay, patience. Yes. Um, I also believe that uh, COVID has um, definitely trained everyone's patience level. Um, and then now we're back to a situation where we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, but yes, always remain patient, stay patient, and know that um, Allah knows what's best for us, no matter whatever happens. And yeah, so before we end, I would love to thank Firman again for taking the time to join us today on the You Matter podcast. Um, I guess that's all we wanted to share with you today on this episode. And I hope it benefited you and may you share this with your friends as well. Do drop us a DM if you'd like to share similar experiences or let us know what you'd like to hear about in the future. Do make sure to give us a follow and turn on the notifications button to be notified on our next episode. I'm Ellie and thank you again, Fairman, for joining me today. And I'll see you guys again for the next episode. Bye! Bye.